online database where we keep track of the, the maintenance that we do, um, however often we go out there for it. So it's useful for the people on the ground if they utilize it right. Um, but yeah, that, I think it's I think it's similar to what you guys do. I haven't seen what your sure. platform looks like as much, um, obviously, but that's something I what that would might be helpful for me if I'm looking for if I'm at a place and I know what what you guys are looking to do and what they might need so. same here i'm trying to figure out what you guys do so that i can yeah <laughs> learn more about it um, so just a little bit of background on me i had a solar business for five years okay and uh, i was in the, in the solar world and started out repping for a company as a 1099 guy then realized uh, that was a strictly residential company uh-huh. and then i realized okay well what about this commercial guy that also owns a building i need a company to do that solar on the building sure so i i became a solar broker really quick and had about five companies that whether it's a school we'd go with this company or if it was a little residential house we'd go with this company and everywhere in between there was like okay. a, a niche so i did that for five years um then the whole dominion buyout was about to happen and SCNG was in the whole VC summer plant issue. Yep. Nobody wanted to sign a 20-year agreement with a, you know, somebody a, that they didn't know was going to be there or not. Somebody right? that's on the front page of the paper every day about yes. being dishonest. Um, so, and then Trump wanted to, you know, squish away the tax credits and all that were making it make sense at the time. Savannah? Yes, that's me. Thank you so much. Can you hear me better? Yeah. Thank you. There you go. So I quickly uh, got out of it and uh, my, got into the forensic engineering world for a little bit. Uh, oh, my dad's biz, Yeah, my dad owns a, a forensic engineering firm over in Irmo called Warren Forensic Engineers. I just got headhunted for that job. Really? Like last, like two or three months ago. For the sales job? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stayed put. When I left. <laughs> <laughs> I left about two months yeah. ago. Uh, th- th- you know, three months ago. That's hilarious. Uh, that's great. Yeah. My uh, friend, my friend Smith. Smith, yeah. Smith called you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they use Smith Richardson. Uh, I'm going to steal one of your napkins Yeah, oh, yeah, please. Sorry. I, think I took a ball. Oh, almost developed it, so I, I was there for four years, and it was great. I learned a ton. And what's, what's really cool is I feel like I'm doing a lot of forensics now. Okay. When I'm going into places, you know, trying to figure out what's not working, why is it not working, you know, taking photos and things, mm-hmm. just like they would, the engineers were doing. But it was time for a change, and so I had this opportunity come up, about, and the rest is history. I, nice. Like, week two they shipped me off to link training. So so they didn't send me to, was that Pittsburgh, I guess? Or like, well, I was actually in Atlanta. Atlanta okay. uh, they had a rare opportunity that normally, they, they like it around week five or after, um, but I was able to go week two because they had one already scheduled in Atlanta, and I was like, I'm in. Yeah, that's sure. <laughs> and I'm so glad I did because I was able to just get, you know, nothing worse than getting brainwashed on the wrong track yeah before you, you know you want to hear it from corporate people yeah it's so my and my background so just to piggyback yeah, on that please. so my company's a little different they kind of buck the system that that abm kind of maps out for them and so 
they don't want me to be like a robot, right? <laughs> a robot right. on what their like process similar. is. Yeah. So they kind of kept me in house and showed me how they want to build the relationship and talk to people and stuff like that. And it sometimes I think I might have gotten going a little bit quicker if I just used the ABM <laughs> philosophy. But I think now it's probably in a better place where because I worked what my company wants me to do more so than in my company there's aspects that of the tag thing electrical that I do not do at all and so it's stuff that I would get that ABM thinks I should be selling that I do not sell at all I'm not trained on it or whatever so we're, we're you know being the way we are it's a little quirky that way um, but I mean I'm, things are rolling out which is why I didn't pursue the uh, good so- Smith had called me about six months earlier. Small world, man. It's awesome. If you had called me about six months earlier, I probably would have jumped at had that opportunity. But things got rolling once we got out of the uh, pandemic a little bit. Sure, it, it was a you know it is a great company. My dad uh, sold the business uh, to Jennifer Morningstar, and she's she's doing a great job. It was just our visions weren't aligned. I was really wanting to grow and scale and. Um, well, that's what I heard when I talked to him. He says, well, you were really gung-ho and trying to find more stuff than they could handle, maybe? Is that what I, is that what I heard? He said that? <laughs> yeah. That was... I, I just... It was a compliment. I wanted to 10x our revenue in 10 years, and they were happy with 2x in 10 years. And I'm like, well... It's like we're in a happy spot right now. <laughs> right. Sure. Just different visions, that's all. Mm-hmm. Great people. So my background, my background's a little crazy. Where I'm at, where I've ended up now. Uh huh. Um, my wife and I moved down here in 2006. Where'd you move from? We moved from Indiana. So she was just coming out of grad school at Indiana University. Okay. I was working at Ball State University for campus recreation. So she was doing the same thing, and so she got a job down here at USC. And I left Ball State to move down here because we were, you know, dating and together, but we hadn't lived in the same town yet, so I moved down here for that. And so we both, we jumped around at the university a little bit, but I was there for about nine years. I was in sport clubs, and she was in intramural sports, and there was a promotion that was coming up for above us so I left so she could get that promotion I was a boat rocker so I was not gonna uh-huh. <laughs> I wasn't gonna be the person for that and I was getting a little burned out at the university so then over the next so that was 2015 when that happened so over the next over seven years now and I've been here at this job for three years so hmm. over the next four years after that I worked for a cricket wireless startup company as like a district manager and training specialist and going around the southeast and training people and opening up stores and managing them. That job was kind of fun, but the company I worked for didn't have their shit together, so oh, yeah. they got sold and that company that bought us wanted me to move to Houston and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not I'm not moving to Houston. So then I I did I worked downtown in charge of Vista Parking for a little while with Sean and Dare. That didn't really jive with me, and then I went to contract labor. Sean Potter. Yeah. You know, yep. Yep. Okay. My wife is a wedding planner, mm. and so she uses them all the time. And I mean, real close with him. Yep. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Really cool guy. So, like, like my God. So I did that for a year, but you were the operations guy, right? Yep. 
That's correct. So, and I just a lot of weekends and nights, and I'm like, yeah, this is not jive with me. And we're fine. Like we're we're good. We're good still. So I left that, and then I went to work for Tradesman International for about a year and a half, which was really my. Well, I guess I forget with sales a little bit, but I got pursued by Transworld while I was at a conference for that, like at a little get together. I could see the writing on the wall at, at Tradesman. We didn't have anybody to put out. So that company, I liked that company, and working for them was pretty good. Flexibility, but your your product is people. They're out, and there's no talented, quality construction workers, tradesmen that we could put out. And so I was spinning my wheels. I was getting orders, but we didn't have anybody to fill them with. And so it was a good time to move out for me and come to this company. And Small company, loyal, stuck with me through the, the pandemic when things slowed down on our end, and so I'm still here, and I like it, so. But if you told me when I left university in 2015 that I'd be working for an electrical contractor, I'd be like, what, you, what the hell happened? Same here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> so what are those things that you said that you don't sell that ABM said? Like, t- tell so me what not, you do, okay. what you don't yeah, do. So, because I really don't know, and I'm very intrigued because, electrical like weird, I said, right? my solar background, I learned a lot of, so, of electrical, electrical stuff, okay. stuff, and I'm, I was actually trying to get my electrical contractor license just to okay. have a feather in my cap. So when, when I go out... I'm not an electrician, though. My, our <laughs> niche that I'm asked to, to push and sell is electrical safety and reliability. So we make sure that your electrical equipment is safe in safe operating condition, proper working operating condition, mm-hmm. and that it's going to stay on. So, you know, we go through and we do IR, visual safety and code inspection. Um, um, we let you do the, what's my, I just lost my word, but several other tests up while we're in there. And then we also do art flash compliance as well. Okay. So we do art flash studies. So essentially we're sending our techs out to take off covers, stand, find any issues there, and give you the report back of what we found and what you need to do stuff back up and running in proper working condition and so it's it's niche and sometimes it's a really hard sell um, I hear no all the time but it's the people that get it love it mm-hmm. and we're not the cheapest we're not the cheapest one out there sure there's a lot of IR people out there that we call shooting scoops and, and IR means what now infrared so the, the heat scans on electrical so if there's a problem high resistance in your breakers or something like that gotcha. that's a problem and it shows up on a heat scan interesting so we do that stuff. Now there's a lot of cheaper people out there. Is but that they, part of your survey when you go out to? I don't. I just count pieces essentially when I go out and do my survey. Call them. I count the pieces. I find out you know how much they want to test. What their you know what their budget looks like. We create proposals on that. My charge is energized. So we do all that testing while it's up and running. So everything's energized. The second half of what Tug is. Is de-energized, so that would be like switchgear breaker testing. So you schedule a shutdown. It's a big deal, man. Mm-hmm. It's a huge money maker too, especially at a uh, industrial mm-hmm. where they never shut off. <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly. So what we try to do is we try to have the energized side hey, how you doing? give you the roadmap yeah. to going to 
you know, finding what's wrong, and then when you schedule your outage to do breaker testing, you've got a backlog of stuff that you can then fix, and all that equipment that we found previously, so it kind of goes hand in hand. Hopefully we get the de-energized work too, but if you don't have that, they're going to have a scheduled outage, and you just do that stuff when you have a scheduled outage, and make those repairs at that point. Um, but the de-energized side is, is so Steve Gillespie, who has come down to your office and met a few people there. I say, I don't know that name. Yeah, he's come down with me and we've met with you guys. So he's on the de-energized side of things. Like that, that's his job. In an ideal world, I would be selling that too because a lot of times de-energized and breaker testing is your way of your foot in the door. It's easier to sell that because people are always worried about their switch gear. The other stuff, they're like, oh, if it fails, we'll get a replacement for it and be fine. Hmm. These days, not so much, because prices are so much higher and availability is super hard for a lot of stuff these days. So it's getting a little bit easier for me to sell with the uh, equipment crunch, supply crunch. So that's the difference there. It's like, I don't I don't sell the energized. If they have a question about it, I'm like, yes, we do that. I will get you in touch with Steve Gillespie and he'll come out. And he's he's with your company or not with Yeah, he's with my company. Yeah, he's okay. with us. And then the online component, which once people see it, they're like, oh my God, this is great. Uh -huh. I don't know if yours online stuff, but we do. Yeah, every show me piece, some propaganda. I like propaganda. Every piece, that we, every piece that we take a picture of or look at gets its own page. These are really out of date pictures. I keep begging for us to update our stuff because the format is way better now. It's cool though. But yeah, so if there's an issue, we do it. A lot of people, when they come out and scan and do their tests, they'll tell you there's a problem there, but they won't tell you what the problem is and how to fix it. We do root cause analysis. So this is what's wrong, this is what you need to do to fix it. Which is nice. It's great. And there's visual spectrum pictures. So, you know, heat wouldn't show up on that if they were taking a picture like this, you wouldn't see that, but that's an issue. If there's trash and stuff. wrappers and trash and a transformer. Yeah, which is very common because people see you know, transformers look just like a trash can sometimes. So <laughs> that's what we do. And then there's the arc flash compliance. So the NFPA 70E National Fire Protection Association requires people to be arc flash compliant, and you've got to do these six things essentially to be compliant. We do turnkey stuff by working, and we work with some electrical engineers to complete that, the, the calculations and all that kind of fun stuff. So for your guys, it's funny, we have a pie chart, but it's not like, it's not quite the same, yeah, but different. similar, I'm sure. That's cool. Can I have this? Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. Give me a wine card too, whatever you want to do. Anything else? Okay. So these are all, if you ever hear buzzwords or something and somebody says something, that's just something. We, we can do everything, but this is what we specialize in. It's a lot. Mm hmm. But it's all kind of hand in hand. One thing leads to another, typically, so. Great. It's 
good stuff. How about you? So is it strictly industrial? No, we do all commercial buildings, commercial and industrial, hospital. So healthcare is a big. We have a lot of healthcare accounts. Industrial make is most of our revenue though. So industrial is most of our revenue, but our most clients are in healthcare, and we can do a lot of schools. Really. So the uh, Richland one we've been doing, we just did 14 of the elementary schools. That's my daughter's at that one. <laughs> yeah. So I just, yeah, we, that was on my list this time. So we just did four. So we just did, I just quoted them for the next 14. Wow. So, yeah. And it's not me. Each school is like about two land to test everything at, which isn't bad. When you multiply it by 14, it, you know, it gets to be a little bit, but. It's doable. And those schools are. They're old and they don't they've never had enough people to go through and keep up on them so right we when we did the first 14 we had i think we had 250 pages of issues and all the wow yeah. really yeah fantastic not to make you scared but it's stuff that just needs to be fixed and they just didn't know you know so oh, yeah chris my contact there he's like yes He's like, this is what I needed. That's awesome. Just somebody go through and find this stuff so now we can send people back out and fix it. Dude, that's so cool. What a great service. It's kind of, you know, going back to the, our conversation about the forensic engineering, we were not able to say, we have a, this guy Tom Kelly. Tom was the electrical engineer. If somebody died because of the art flash mm-hmm. issue, he would be called in to figure out what happened, right? And reconstruct the scene, yeah. write a report, testify in court. But he could not, you can't say how to fix it. Like we can't provide, we're not the contractor to fix, you know, right. anything. <laughs> we simply can only would you say what was recreate, wrong recreate yeah. what happened okay. and tell what the problem was. But you're doing like, it's like the middle ground there. It, it's that piece of, this is what's wrong, and here's how to fix it. And, and by the way, we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. That's really cool. Because there were several calls that I would get, or people that would say, well, all you could do is point out what's wrong, but you can't tell me how to fix it. You know? sure. or, like even with a structural building, because we had a structural engineer, you know, those mm-hmm. construction defects. We could point out what's wrong, write a report, hear our findings. But we didn't really do anything unless it was tied to litigation yeah it had to be tied to litigation somebody had to die somebody had to be sued somebody had to have a problem a whistleblower or something like something that. yeah we worked for attorneys or or, or insurance adjusters so totally different and so i was it that legally you weren't supposed to or that you just didn't we're not concerned with that insurance purposes yeah. we yeah. weren't we're not designers uh, our insurance didn't cover didn't cover us to yep. design the building correctly. Okay, that makes sense. Um, you know, we couldn't tell them how to fix it. Uh, so, anyway, that's really cool stuff, and it's it's really a huge niche. <laughs> it's very niche. People have a lot of problems with. And they do. The thing is, is like, so in my, I'm in the Midlands, so my territory is like. Rock Hill down to Augusta, uh-huh. Columbia. Rock Hill. So essentially the 803 area code. Perfect. And then I've got like the eastern portion of, of Georgia. 
up in Greenville area, so the upstate, and then low country down by Charleston. People kind of get it in those areas because they're a little bit more avant-garde is what I want to say. It's a little bit more progressive in those areas on manufacturing and, and industry and stuff like that. Columbia area is still a little bit old school rooted, and what I hear a lot is people still just want to run to failure and they'll replace it when they have an issue. Like, do you put in the work and see how much money you're losing if you're down while you're trying to replace that? It's just, it's it's crazy. Like, my first year and a half, it was like pulling teeth and trying to get people to get it. It's starting to happen, but, ooh. And it's the area. I think I'm the... I'm the third or fourth person they've tried in this area, and I'm the only one that's obviously the only one that's stuck. <laughs> that's really, yeah. That means you're doing good. Yeah, that's great. Well, the so a, a little bit more about what we do. You know, we our the core of our business is service agreements. I got you. For commercial, industrial, and healthcare facilities, um, a lot of times I'm following in. Like I'm, I'm, I'm competing against uh, Blackstone down the road. Um, or on Chopper out there, right? Right, or Cullum, or um, some of those other companies that don't really have a what we call the full service agreement, which is a guaranteed uh, maintenance agreement. That's a lot of times, even if they say that they do, they're really not doing the cleaning properly and, and the upkeep on the front end to make it so things don't fail. Uh, I've, I, I just sold one today. Um, this morning it was a smaller contract, but it was $2,100 for a brand new 25 ton uh, cooling system yeah. off of Divine Street for Adams ED and Associates. Okay. It's, it's a commercial building. They, it's like a 30 year old building. Probably have electrical issues. <laughs> you know. Are they redoing it? Well, no. They just installed the system, but okay. he's kind of, his main complaint was service and it died and get this I called them I cold called them okay well do you know in Five Points there's that right across from Groucho's if you go across the street there's that uh, Finley house very tall senior living facility have you called them before yeah <laughs> Russ Bell um, great guy well I sold him on five boilers to maintain the five boilers. Now, I didn't sell the boilers. I right. sold them on the maintenance of the five of the five boilers. Um, and when it, before he was, while I was talking to him, he said, I, I really like what you got to say. I'm going to need to run this by our chairman of the board. But he didn't, he, he didn't tell me who it was. And so I, I looked up on the internet and found out who it was. And the guy worked over at this Adams Edie and Associates. Oh, okay. So I was like looking up their website. He was just an, uh, an insurance sales guy, but I found the president's name and I said, "Let me call the president," because <laughs> that's a pretty building. You know, that's a perfect building that they got there too. Because mm-hmm. uh, what are you gonna do? Call the guy and be like, "Hey, I'm working on selling this guy over here. You're the, you know, I need to sell you too, so that you know." 
<laughs> so I just said, let me just go to the president. And, and so I started, I cold called him at like four o'clock in the afternoon. And when I called the main line, the company-wide voicemail said, I'm, I'm sorry, our office closes at three o'clock due to mechanical issues with our HVAC system. Great, good timing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they closed their whole office. Yes, summer in Columbia, of course. And did. I found out that it it, it, it died in December. Oh my God! Oh my God! So it was July. It was July, or maybe even late June, when I first started talking to this guy. And he, he was like, "Yeah, we've been out and having temporary cooling. You know, like the temporary things in the windows." Every day, having to dump the water so out. Going to call or what? What was taking so long to get fixed? They were waiting on parts. The the big unit. They were oh, that place the whole unit. Yeah, the whole unit. The whole unit. But it's this whole. We we came back from lunch one day and it was dead, right? Have been cleaned. Have been maintained. Yeah. I said, you know, were there issues prior to this? Like, were things hot or too cold? He's like, well, you know. The upstairs was always a little warmer, but we figured that was just an old building. And well, I said, well, as things start to die, okay. they're not being maintained correctly. Filters get clogged, things not being cleaned right. It constricts airflow and the balance is off and you're gonna have hot and cold spots. That's why I'm asking, like, did Susie have a cold office and Johnny have a hot office? What was happening? So the biggest problem though was that their communication with the customer of, you know, how long it was going to take he would call to check on it they didn't have a clue where it was and, and and then they installed it three weeks ago and they still have yet set the controller right they still have yet to fix two of the VAV boxes in there so it's like he's done he's fed up with them and just happened to call at the right time and, and pre- present a better option I said yeah. I told him at the very beginning I said because he was talking about how he needed to be, pay loyalty to them why? With with a quote and you know right, well, fair, to compare prices, I said, "Look, I'm not going to be cheaper than yeah. them." I can I'll tell you that driver. right now. I haven't even looked at anything, but I'm going to tell you. But if you're looking for another option in a better way, there's a better way, you know. So we were. That's I rented that all the time. I presented it on Wednesday. Uh, he signed it yesterday, and I That's picked awesome. it up today. And it was pretty. He, he told me we were higher. I just had my quickest one too this week, so I got called in for emergency situation for. A printing press um, company over at 26 and Bush Road. I'm uh, sorry, not at Bluff Road. And um, they have current going to ground in their main breaker, which is like 15 amps at all times. And it's like, yeah, that should be zero. 15 amps at 480 volt, but that's a lot. That'll kill a person. So it's like we got, we're coming in to figure out where it's going. Luckily, we were able to get somebody out on Monday. But I met him on Wednesday, and I got the PO on Thursday for it. I was like, my shit never goes that fast. Never. And, you know, it's a $3,000 job. It's not a lot. But places are just, when it, comes, when it comes to HVAC, they feel that, right? Like, if there's something wrong with it, they literally feel it. Comfort. <laughs> but if there's something going on with your electrical, nobody sees it. It doesn't really, it might slow you down a little bit, but like in the grand scheme of things, like even if there's a potential problem coming, they don't see it. They don't feel it. You can't tell. 
it's until it really fails, goes, yeah. until it fails, that's when you, when you go. Um, well, you know, it is a little bit similar, though, with ours, too, because you don't really notice that your room is automatically, it, it, it's over the time getting warmer. Sure. It's, dra- it, it's, it's, it's gradual. This sure. lady I met with on Wednesday, she was like, yeah, well, you still have to wear pants and a jacket in this room. Now it's hot, no ventilation. I, I don't know what's going on, you know. But so we have, I like to present three options, uh, the the best, better, and good, right? Uh, most expensive, still doing cleaning, and then the good. The good is basically a test and inspect. So we show up once a quarter. We mm-hmm. all of them include filter changes. That's just the basic, but and they're all considered preventative maintenance. It's just the level of, of cleaning and service. But the the test and inspect, mostly on like brand new equipment, that would be something that we would do. It makes more sense to just test and inspect it. But it's still going to need to be cleaned. So the preventative maintenance part is the the good option. That's I mean the. Uh, the next step up is the better option. That that actually includes cleaning the coils, um, cleaning out the electrical portions, and just spending more time in there actually cleaning it. The the uh, the best option it, 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 that includes more of a liability where any kind of movable parts break, we cover it. And so right. when compressors go out when motors go out, when you have places like this doctor's office I was in this week where every week for the, all summer they've had a HVAC company out there fixing something, mm-hmm. those service calls add up. Mm-hmm. We would never bill you for that. If you were on the best program, right. it would be included. Yeah. We'd have things cleaning and working. You insurance on that. You pay insurance on, on it's that. It's like insurance. Service. Yeah. Right. So, and... The big we things. used to do that, and then ABM changed how they do stuff, like how they cover that or take their really? deposits for the. Uh, I think that they're offering it again, but we haven't gone back to that just yet. So they want us to self-insure, and my boss is like, no. And I don't think it really. I think we got burned on one thing once. Got to switch gear or something like that. But yeah, so I, I like what that is, but. Yeah, the best on our end makes it a lot more expensive, but it's really guaranteed. So. We call it movable, movable parts. Okay. So it, if a coil goes out, that's not a movable part. Okay. That's an expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, if, and that's really the only thing, the coil and the refrigerant mm-hmm. are two things that we don't assume the liability for. But the other most expensive things are the compressors and the motors. Uh, switches, uh, controls are a different animal, really. But it, it, it's the dollar parts are in those. Yeah. The things that we know are going to fail because they're mechanical parts. It's just a matter of when. Right. And it's a matter of how risk averse the client is. If it's three year old equipment, maybe just that that middle road pricing is best for them because they still get the cleaning. Yeah. And we'll bill them when something breaks. If it's a 10-year-old office or a 15-year-old office, it, it makes more sense before, yeah. for the best program because we know that things are going to break if they haven't already had a history of bills right. and invoices. Um, when I first started working with them, I was qualifying people too much. <laughs> My boss said, you, you know, if they have electricity and they're a commercial building, 
call them. <laughs> Uh, like, don't qualify too much. You know, right. just get in the door and somebody owns it. You know, yeah. somebody. But I've started to hone my list down to, well, first of all, my territory are the seven counties around Columbia. Okay. So up to Newberry, um, over to Orangeburg and um, Kershaw County, mm-hmm. uh, Batesburg, Leesville, yep, Fairfield, Winsboro, Richland, Lexington. So, Saluda. Yep, Saluda. Uh, Aiken? Aiken? No Aiken. Okay. Yeah. Saluda's on the line. Yeah, it's kind of mine too. It's kind of, it, between it's like, me and the Upstate. Saluda's kind of like Santee, where it's just eh, there's not much in there anyway. There's not much there, and and it's too far. We have a two-hour response time that we like to tell people. And, and that's my tricky part for me because our company's based out of Charleston, and so if somebody wants like emergency call on capabilities, like I'm not that guy. <laughs> We're not that. We could probably put you in contact with somebody that we know would be a good hookup with you up here in Columbia. But yeah, we can't promise to be able to call you know you to call on us 24 seven if something goes wrong. So I'm a big uh, Excel spreadsheet kind of guy, okay. and that's a. Uh, I started an Excel spreadsheet of all of the targets that I wanted to go after in the territory. Um, I was told to have it about 300 people, um, 300 people within the first month or two. Like that's a goal. Well, I've been there like almost four months now, and I've got 600 people on there. <laughs> so I, I stopped. I pretty much stopped. You know that. And you're making them your targets for, for the time being. Yeah. yeah. Well, I stopped adding to it and. I really, I heard a podcast recently, and it, it reminded me about creating a dream 100 list. Okay. So take the 600 and narrow it down to 100. And I've got about 150 on here, and I'm happy to share it with you, because I've got no skin in the game as far as, you know what I mean? Sure. But I'd love to share it with you, and uh, there might be some of these people that you're calling on. I, I try to put some notes in here, um, but, you know. Feel free to look through it, and I, I'm happy to email sure. it to you. And if you know a person or two, man, if you want to tell me, hey, I know them. Yeah. <laughs> or make an intro. So I've called on, man, I've struggled to get a hold of anybody at Allen University. And so, like, Ben Arnold, I, I don't even think they operate out of town here anymore. I think they packed up and left. Mm-hmm. They I know owned, Ben he, sold it. He owned. Wait, okay. Did he sold yeah, sell a bunch of stuff? Ben sold it um, maybe ten years ago. Yeah, that's but somebody right. else owns it. Well, because he and they're the somewhere. I don't, right. I have an address, but I don't know if they're still in town or not. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think that they are. Um, his plan was to build that whole gigantic hotel by the, the uh, behind uh, by Adla Flower and by the convention he, center. And they're doing it. Yeah, the, are they I'm, doing it I'm, still? I'm they lost them. a bunch of their money. With them this week. They lost a bunch of their funding from the, the city, though. I know, so it's still happening. Oh no! Yeah, it's like, I mean, they'll find it. But yeah, they said this. They told me this week. I can't get anybody to call me back from Bomeg. Where? Bomeg. Mm. Um. This is in my dream 100. So it's actually about 150. Though. I've got connections there, but they went. They went quiet on me. Me too. I don't know what happened. Something weird do. happened. Like I was, I was like seventy-five percent sure we were going to have a deal with them, and right. they just stopped talking to me. So 
she won't even. Who are you I, talking to? I deal with her safety safety people a lot. Mm-hmm. So her name's um. Well, so I dealt with their, her boss for a little bit, but he put me in contact with her. Um, I got it on my computer. I can give, I can give you that contact. Okay. But anyway, but we, yeah, we went. Well, this guy, ways. manager, what's his name? Where are we? We're at Selco. Matt Van is the senior operations name. manager. I wonder if he's, I wonder if he's new. He is new. He is new. Christy sent me that name. He was he was somewhere else and just started working there. You can call him. I'm just trying to think of her her name. Yeah, it might be good to call him and find out what happened because we were we were down the path with them. Well, I can't ways. Um. What I mean is their their phone system is so I can't. Get through anybody. <laughs> yeah, so I have her. Oh, what? She's in my head. She's in my phone. <clears throat> Maybe not. I thought I had her in here. It's been a while since I called on her because she just stopped answering. So there's probably a decent chance that. She's gone. Oh, no. Jamie Barbie is her name. There she is. I knew she was. I last called her in March. Probably time for a call for her again. Jamie Barbie. She was great. And she was gung-ho on everything. And so I wonder if they had a big old turnover situation and they just put the skids on everything. But, like, not even a callback. Won't answer an email or anything. She's probably gone. Maybe. I know when I was doing solar, I had a, a, a one megawatt deal quoted for them, which is a lot. Yeah. And it just went quiet. That's so crazy. <laughs> and that was so close. I was like, I mean, I already spent the check in my head, you know. <laughs> my worst one was I had a handshake agreement. Like, I was like, if I do this, this, this for you, and we can start this week of December, you'll go with me? And he's like, yes. We shook on it. And then he went with somebody else. <sighs> it, wasn't a hu- it wasn't huge, but it was, a good, it was a good job. But I was like, what the heck? I think his, I think his boss has said... Because we were more expensive, we were doing we were doing Art Flash, and when we do Art Flash, it's turnkey. So it's we do all those things. So what a lot of Art Flash engineers will do is they're just coming in and getting the information, creating the decals, and giving them back to you to put out on the on the pieces of equipment. So that's more work and cost and stuff like that. But the important part of Art Flash is. Those labels assume that everything is in proper working condition, mm. and if they're if it's not, if that breaker takes three or four more cycles to trip than it's supposed to, the energy that's coming out at you at that point is infinitely more—not infinitely, but you know, exponentially more—and that that label is inaccurate. Then, so you might be you're saying about, you're giving them labels that's kind of certified, almost certified, and tells you what level of PPE you need to wear if you're working if you're working on it while it's. That's alive. a major part. Yeah. You would want to put that on your. I've gotten in, I've gotten in arguments with engineers here in town because they don't like they thought we were doing the studies ourselves in house and we're not engineers. I'm like, no, we we farm that out to an engineering company to do that. But I'm like, are you when you guys put those labels on, are you making sure that their equipment is in proper working order? He's like, no, that's not our job. I'm like, yes, it is. Anyway, but that's why that I'm pretty sure that's why the other company was so much cheaper at, at the Starbucks roasting plant because. 
they they weren't concerned with that. And Starbucks was just looking at checking a box. We just I want the labels. We're going to Starbucks, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, you guys, I think you guys do. So Dante, Dante was the guy I was working with there. At Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. He said he might want to still do tag, but I haven't been able to get up, get through to him. So so you get yeah, you got. This is stuff that like I like a lot of these like smaller doctor's offices or banks and stuff like that. I've kind of tried to break into those, but like if they have power outage, it's usually something that's pretty quick to fix for them and they don't want to spend even, you know, for my guys to come up, you're looking at a minimum of $1,500 for one day of work for us to get up there. So for them, they're like, no, it's not worth it to me. Right. So I haven't, I've, I've got contacts at Hanson's. I think, yeah, Lisa's the name that I got, but I haven't gotten through, I haven't been able to get a sit down with them yet. Um, Who? Hanson International. Where are they? So they're out um, off of Highway 6 and 20. Okay. So there's a little bit of a, like an industrial plant back there. I think Georgia Pacific has like a, a little facility back there as well. So yeah, over by Lexington Country Club. Okay. I don't know what they make there, but I've got some names. I've got a couple cards for their other folks too, like their maintenance guy or whatever. Sorry, I splattered some sour okay. dressing, it looks like it. I don't care. And like, so things like Kimbrels or warehouses, not really a target for me because they don't have much electrical. Now I did go into one down in Orangeburg recently. So I'm learning that they're not also they're also not a target for me either. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, because they really don't have it's just fans that they keep. Well, it's air conditioning, but it's the loss if it goes down is not as great yeah. as and that's an industrial plant. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm trying to do is get my feet wet and get my pitch down. Sure. And you know what I'm talking about <laughs> before I call on Georgia Pacific. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're they they going to chew me up spit me out and I'm done. You don't sure. get one shot in those places. I mean, typically. You know, yeah. You get one call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to make little sales. There will be a new Pete person there in a couple of years. Don't worry. <laughs> People turn over. Things. Right. Well, that's true, too. But... <laughs> Here's the other funny thing that I have. It's a shark with. tank at those places. It is. It it's is. A shark and you, tank. To be able to even be a vendor there, there's so many hoops to jump through. It's crazy. So I, New Indy up in um, Catawba, there's a huge paper mill. Wow. Um, we got in with them, and it it took them an act of Congress to get us in there to do some testing on their medium voltage stuff. I, I got it. <laughs> But yeah, now that we're in there. That's another thing. It, it, it's not just that it's the Shark Tank, but it's a Fort, it's like Fort Knox to get in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but we're in now, so we're good. And so now they're going to keep coming back to us. And that place is freaking gigantic. It's so nice. Like, I'm so, you know, and so getting in there was a pain in the butt. And it took forever. But now that you're in, it's, it's, it's awesome. I do have contacts at Carish. We do, we do um, testing for them. They're building a brand new hospital, too. Nice. It might be close to being done. I was actually going to go up there, drive up there this afternoon, just take a look at stuff. Um, but yes, I can help you with that one. The guy's email addresses that I use for him is slabslammer at 
gmail.com or something like that. It's weird. Huh. That's how I get a hold of them. I feel like that name is right, though. Um... I've called up Macro Lang. They kind of have a little bit of an interest, but I also got the send me your info and I'll call you when we're ready to do something, which is fine. Where? Macro Lang, which They're is up huge. north. Of, yes. So the plant, yeah, I mean, the plant's fairly large. We're doing, we're, Isola right across the street from them is a we're client doing of ours. Okay. Um, we're at Michelin. We've got connections there if you, if you need some help on that one. That's Jeff. That's my counterpart. Jeff had that before I started, so he gets to keep that. Whatever. We'll <laughs> start star this. Yeah, one. yeah. So you said that Karish. Karish. Yep. Michelin. But, and then that one kind of got in, but didn't. Yeah, it didn't really go anywhere. I, I might have some. I might have contact info on my. Did she? Do you have Rich on one on here? Uh, Did she send? You yeah, that was the one she told me to call. Based on that, uh, that was how that so got Chris the email. Chris might take. A little, he's a little. Is it, are they even on there? Yeah, he's on there, right there. Yeah, and you've got his name. This is all right. You should have his phone. I have his phone number. I can give you too. Oh man, that'd be huge. So he want he he's like, do you know an HVAC company that does what you guys do? Like that's why. I was are like, you serious? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was walking so through because I emailed her. I was walking my daughter through the school on the on the you know grand opening day this year, and I'm like, I've got to get with him. Yeah, like I but, but I needed a reason. Or I needed. When a, I was you know in my saying? meeting because we were we were giving them the reports and you know those 200 pages of repairs and stuff like that I told you about. He mentioned he said that, and I literally emailed Christy while I was in the meeting with them to put them in contact with each other. So great. Well, got it. Thank so you. yeah, let them That's let them know simple. that you know. You met with me and <clears throat> mentioned, you know, say that Aaron said that you said <laughs> you wanted yeah, to get well, in touch with somebody for beautiful. HVC. So yeah, that that's fantastic. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see here. I keep going back and forth with. I, I feel like I need to start calling on some of these like surgery centers or whatever because. If they if they lose power, they're screwed. Right. Especially if somebody's like on the table or something. I've had a hard like time. So I feel like I, there should be, but they're like I haven't tried. They're small actually. and spread out, so it's hard to figure. Like I'll go to the place like that, and they're like, "Well, you got to talk to so and so at the main office," and then nobody at the main office knows who to talk to. Like you, it's just like running a maze that you're trying to narrow down That's who right. you're talking to there. It'll, so. it'll take a while to break into those. But like I think you guys do Lexington Medical, don't you? Like Prisma Health. We do Prisma. Okay, so we're we do Prisma. We're, we're trying to get Lexington. Okay, so we have Lexington. We do Lexington work. Nice. Um, we can. I can give you names to talk to for that as well. Well, I think Christie's had meetings with them. Okay. I think they, yeah, they, Scott. It's a little bit of a shark. That, mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit of an elephant that I'm not ready to go after right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> kind of big. These guys, I have not talked to them, but they. So they do cables and systems. So we op one of the other services that's on here that I didn't talk to you about is partial discharge testing. So it's a way to test medium and high voltage equipment and cables while they're up and running. And you don't have to like disconnect them and test them that way, which is a pain in the butt. But they claim to do 
similar testing. <laughs> okay. Which they don't really. Gotcha. In fact, they've asked to buy the equipment from the company that we work with for that, and the company's like, buzz off. We're not going <laughs> to sell you our equipment so you can then compete against us. <laughs> sure. Like, go to hell. But yeah, I, I've talked to them a couple of times. They're like, no, we're good. Don't worry about it. I'm like, All right, that's fine. Do you, I never talk to purchasing managers. Do you get success with that? Or is that just the name that you have? That's the only name I got. Okay. They never, well, purchasing people never want to spend money. <laughs> well, there's the maintenance guy. I have another. That's all Zoom info head. I've think. got a couple of contacts at River Banks. I haven't got, I haven't. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he's the right level for you, but he's another guy that... Well, this guy I was trying to go after... I don't recognize that name. Uh, Chief Operations Officer. I called there, and they're like, "Uh, we don't even know how to get in touch with that guy. (laughs) Okay. Like, he's that high up. I got names for you on that. He's that high up. I was like, okay, that's the wrong guy to call. They are understaffed and overworked, just like everybody these days. Um, Eddie doesn't work there anymore. I, don't well, I thought I had a how, I thought I had a contact from when I was in the forensic world. They had concrete issues. Thing. Okay. Uh, they had concrete cracking. Eddie retired. I'm pretty sure he retired. But I have his boss's name in contact info for for safety clean. I mean, that's why he's not answering. Yeah, I got through to him one day. He's like, I retired. I'm like, oh. Okay, I have, I have new info for you for that. He answered and said, stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> so he retires on the outside. Yeah, I'll, I'll move it. No, no, you're, I'll put it over there. Okay, yeah. that works. So that's take up, up two tables. tables. Dirty up another table. Yeah. Um, so he retired, okay. So yeah, if you want to... Shit, if you want to send me this, I could just start filling sure. stuff in for you if you want. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, let's see here. I can't decide if I want to call the Sornex or not. I feel like they're huge. I what, know. What's that? Oh, never mind. Sometimes I have the square footage in here. It's a big place, and they make stuff there. I just guys like that are kind of meatheads sometimes. And I don't know if the controller is the right person, but that's all I can find. Okay. See, that's something where I would almost just walk in the front door and ask who I'm supposed to talk to. Well, so this is where I put who I think the decision maker okay. is at the time I make this. But some, if, if I don't know or I have somebody else's, I'll put them here. Notes, just, okay. Just kind of notes. Do you guys have a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? CRM? Yeah. Salesforce. Oh, you use Salesforce. Okay. But we're, they told me when I first started that we're working on creating our own custom thing that's just okay. for our, because we're getting so big and it doesn't quite do all we're trying to do. Let me show you what we so I mean, she, Ours is through ABM is what we keep track of our stuff on. But my point is she wants us, or she, she recommended wants you to do this. do this until sure. it's, a, it's a qualified lead, which means we have an action plan. Yeah. And then put it okay. in the Salesforce. So. That's See, cool. It's better just, for they me. They just want us to put everything freaking in there. I, I mean, I like this. I, I've got my... Well, let me tell you... My pipeline is like I'm, this. And it's... It's like that or not like that? It's similar to this, yeah. So, I have a little bit of mixed thoughts about... Um, I don't even... I don't like to look at Salesforce before I go to places. Because... Okay. Because... It gets me in a negative... Really? Tail, tail between my legs... Because you, you might see that you've been people have been turned on there before. They've all been called on. Yeah. You know, all of them have been. Sure. Ninety-eight percent of the places I put down here, they've been called on and shut down or turned down or 
you know, kicked to the curb. And I don't really, it doesn't really help me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather just be like, I'm the new guy here. Right. Who do I need to talk to? And it comes, to, I, I did it on a couple of jobs. I looked up on Salesforce and I saw $90,000 sale lost, you know, because they, they bid it out. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I, I went in there with this like negative this cloud over your head pissed yeah. off like are oh, you just gonna bid me out you know and, and that was just I get that it was that just a sense. bad sure mojo you know what I mean yeah I'd rather them I don't know I'd, I'd rather go in fresh and, and, and then win them over I feel like your pool of prospects is so much bigger than mine cause like like I said but your territory is like four times as big it's four times as big but like we're like just industrial yeah like I'm not like like a place like this like they're not going to buy from me, but and, you, you, you would. Well, not, no, not really. Too small no. for this place? Or yeah, <laughs> 10,000 10, square feet is okay. like our real minimum. Okay. Um, but but then again, we do rushes. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you can get all, well, that's we just, all, if you the can get all of rushes, them, right. Yeah. And that's, that's where I got to get. Is I got to figure out who to talk to for getting all of that stuff. Right. I And that's why. So it's funny. I missed a big missed opportunity for me. My buddy and I went golfing. And I actually ended up kind of not knowing the guy, but had mutual acquaintances in between the two of us. And so we were talking, I was talking to that guy about a bunch of different stuff, like coaching, like coaching basketball and whatnot. And the guy that was with him, I didn't really get a chance to talk to because I was talking to the other guy so much. Well, my buddy who was with me was chatting with that guy. He's like, did you go talk to him at all? I'm like, no, I didn't really get a chance to. He's like, he just told, he told me he's in charge of the maintenance for 64 different gas stations and convenience stores. Right. There he goes away in his truck with no like numbers off the side. I'm like, I got no way to get a hold of this guy. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, that was who I should have been talking. Well, see, to. there's you know, like I think it's on here, but Murphy Oil, mm-hmm. they have all these gas stations. You know, we don't do gas stations, but we will if there's 25 of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but we're also in that realm. We're competing against two guys in a truck. Sure. So that's not really our sweet spot. Sure. Although I can combat that in a sales situation. You know, are you are you tired of dealing with them now? <laughs> like, yeah. have you had enough pain? You know, true. Have they really been able to serve you? Are they really cleaning your equipment? You know, all the, I can talk to that, but there's a lot of established relationships there too. Sure. Yeah. That, oh, he's been doing our gas station for thirty years. <laughs> you know, that that junk. Yeah, and it's like, who who do I get in charge of? That's like up top, and can, you know can make a decision to, to spread it out to all those places right. that are there. Still hopes. I have names for that. Um, facility and maintenance people. They could use our help. I'm confident. I thought that I thought I'd have a chance in with them, but they, they've got, they, I think they've got a relationship with some people that do preventative electrical for them. So I've got, I know we were supposed to talk to you for that. Uh, these were weird for me. They are, Penny pension, don't want to spend money on anything, but it's old people that live there, so you probably have. I've got, I've got some names for those. So let me take a look. Which ones? Haven and the Heritage. I think I have. Yeah. So the Heritage, we work with their parent company on stuff in Charleston. It's called the Frankie Home. Mm. Um, so yeah, but I can't get somebody down here to really talk to me about that. That should, you'd think it'd be easy, but it's not. So, yeah, I'm playing. They're kind of on their own. My grandparents were there um, when they died. And, okay. 
I, I don't know that I help or not, but I'm trying to. I hadn't used, <laughs> we were it, I haven't used that card yet. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, it's not the standard, but the Grand on Main had a fire just the other day. You know the Grand downtown? The Bowling Alley? Yeah. Oh, no. They had a fire. I don't know what it was. I should go over there and check it out. But huh. it was like two days ago I heard that they had one. Andre's the right guy there. I got a, I, I interviewed for a job there when I was coming out of doing my event planning type stuff with the university. He's very hard to get a hold of. He mm-hmm. won't, can't get a hold of them. Correct. But I feel like I feel like we're a good matchup for that place too because that place loses power. They're up well, so, so that's the township auditorium. We do the, the town town theater and the other one in town. I forgot the Co- other. One. Co- Cobra Center. No, we don't do that one. But um, Senate. Do you guys do the Senate? Senate. That's the one that's in the Vista there. Trust us? Trust us. Yeah. Trust us. Yeah, yeah. We're going to a show there on Sunday, actually. We do trust us that we do uh, the town theater, but we don't do the township. Well, you're trying to get Chrissy on the board at, S- at South she's Carolina State? She's on the board. She, she, she's on the board. Athlon University? Okay. Interesting. Well, no, she's on the board of this. What's the SCIC? What is that? South Carolina College, or independent colleges and universities. Oh. So, like, Allen, Benedict. Yeah. Um, South Carolina Colleges of Independent. So, like, I think it's text on there. Okay. This is your home. Okay. I don't have any of those. I've, t- I've tried to talk to these guys. I might have something in my system on that. But so what I what I found out with these guys is that they're just checking a box for their for their stuff for electrical. Like they're really trying to keep it cheap. Any of those nursing well, homes? Yeah. Any of those nursing homes? On my yeah, they're just like. That's crazy. Well, because they're flying up everywhere these days, and so it's one, it's development play. They want to build it for as cheap as they can and then sell it in like two or three years and that's it like so they don't want to spend any extra money on preventative maintenance or anything because that, that to them is a cost it's on the wrong side of the spreadsheet so yeah that's got a couple of nursing homes I'm working on right now because oh. I talked to um, I'm afraid I'm going to be way too high I had, a conne- I had a connection with a construction company that builds a lot of those they're down in Augusta. I'm trying to think of their name. I just drove by their place the other day. But I had a meeting with him because one of the things that I'm pushing is, like you said, coming in when it's brand new and going back through and checking everything and catching warranty issues so that you catch the problems before they become bigger problems. And he's like, he's like, that's, he's like, that's a great idea. He's like, I can tell you this though. He's like, the owners that I work with on these buildings are so cheap. He's like, they won't go for it. He's like, they're just in the business of getting this up and running, and so they can sell it to some other operating company at a later date as quickly as possible. So like, once they hand it over, you might have an opportunity there. But he's like, I will. He's like, I think that's a good idea. But he's like, when I'm involved with it, nobody's gonna jump at it. I was like, I'm telling you to just include it into your quotes because it's. If that's a $4 million facility that you're building, what I do is going to cost $4,000, if that. I'm like, that's less than one-tenth of one percent of the total budget of the whole thing. Like, And you're going to, you're if we find issues, the electrician that you had on that job is going to have to go back and fix everything. And you point. know it. You you're know trying to go all, in with the contractor? 
I'm, yeah. I mean, with I'm the, trying to talk to GCs contract. and try to get them to just include what I do. That's a big service. That's a great thing. Yeah. That's and I, good... I think some people think it's a good idea, but they, they aren't able to sell it to their ownership that, that that's a good thing to add and add on. So do you go after GCs? I go to GCs. I go to engineering companies. Like, I, But it's my boss has tried to get me not to do, spend too much time on that. But right. I'm like... I'm trying to work smarter, not harder, because right 